0: You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up As I'm led by His Spirit, I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days, and He's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week, I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 56 of the god Center Mom podcast, and I don't think that God is done teaching us about the topic of grace. You know, I assign these interviews as they come, and it always amazes me when themes appear, and apparently this month is going to be the month of grace. And my friend, Stephanie Rishi, who I've known since the um, late 90s, she is joining us on the show today, and Stephanie is an editor over at Tyndale Publishers in Chicago, and she's going to share her story, a story of um, knowing God's grace, but yet not living God's grace and and all the things he did to get her attention. But before we went into the interview, I wanted to just share. I've been reading um, Charles Spurgeon's Grace, God's Unmerited Favor, and I want to share Just a little thought he had from Jeremiah 31, 33. He said, This is the covenant of grace. I call your attention to the fact that there is no if in it. There is no but in it. There is no requirement of man made by it. It is all I will and they shall. I will be their God and they shall be my people. God's got this. He's got it covered. It is not by works that we are saved so that we can't boast but it is by grace and through faith that we are saved by God through Jesus Christ. So I hope that through this conversation and more studies of his word and the theme of embracing grace, that we can all just rest in that, knowing he's done a work, that any work we do is a response of gratitude for the work that's been done on our behalf. All right, without further ado, here we go. Hey, Stephanie. Welcome to the God Center Mom Podcast. Hi, Heather. I'm super excited to be here. And I wish we were, like, back in the dorm, sitting in one of the suites, side by side on one of those really uncomfortable two-man couches. And Me we can just too. chat we'll, we'll pretend like that's where we are.
1: All right. That sounds good. Except maybe we want to go to Texas where you are because it will be way warmer than <laughs> Indiana where it's snowing.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, although... Dude, it is cold here. I mean, cold for us. It's cold for us. It's yeah. like in the 30s, which is. Ooh, that is pretty cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Texas can, we can do this, we can span the, the temperatures pretty well. We yeah. can do it. But it was funny to me looking on Facebook the other day when friends were like, Yay, it's finally warm enough for the kids to play in the snow. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. How cold was it that they couldn't even go in the snow? <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh I'm thankful I'm not, I'm not there. But yes, Stephanie and I, we met in a cold <laughs> place, uh, the farmlands of Indiana at Taylor University. And um, it's kind of a whole God story how I even got to where we were living in the same part of the dorm. It wasn't until my junior year, your junior year that we even met and we'd been at school that was our, you know, our third year there, and I'd never even met you until God moved me to be the R A P A, is what they called them, um, just P A, uh, on your wing.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you were an awesome P A. You were oh, whenever I had a big scary problem, I would come and talk to you, and I would be like, "Oh, it's not so bad." Well, so you
0: you're were sweet. Awesome. I felt very ill-equipped. That was actually when I started getting up early to meet with God. Was during oh. that time? Yeah. No, then I like took a piece of paper. It was like a verse from Psalms or something about what rising early. And I taped it to the concrete ceiling so that when I opened my <laughs> eyes, the first thing I saw was like, okay, I got to get out of bed because these girls need help and I don't know how to help them. <laughs> and so, I'm pretty sure we kept you up pretty late at night. So that's true commitment right there. Well, it was, it was, it was a really great time in my faith of relying on God and, Getting to know such awesome Christian women because when you go to a small Christian school, you know it's already like pre-selected. Like That's these true. people chose most of them chose to go to a Christian college, and so yeah, it's it pretty true. neat.
1: But we were also silly a lot. I recall some moments of going places in wigs or crazy outfits. So there don't. might have
0: been that making um, sport bras out of men's underwear. Yeah. I think that yeah. was one activity. I think it was- yeah, so we can't let people think that we are super oh, cool. oh no, there was Bible study and then there was there was quite the silliness. <laughs> there was quite the silliness. And um yeah, I think uh what was great too is because it's such a smaller school and you know the thing about college that's awesome. Those friendships you've been living with those people, you've brushed your teeth side by side, you stayed late up into the night and you bond in a different way than other friendships you have. And um, it's been great that Stephanie and myself and then a group of gals have kind of stayed in community Yeah, over the years. Um, a lot of them, y'all are still in Illinois or Indiana area. I've moved around, but um, it's kind of awesome. We would, we would write to each other in this journal and mail it around. That's right. We did. Old school. Like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants uh, or something, although yeah. I've never read that. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. So we'd write in the journal and then we'd mail it to the next person and they read it and, um, and then Facebook came around, so I kind of blew that.
1: Yeah, way easier. We get real-time updates instead of six months
0: later. Wow, this happened to her six months ago. <laughs> it was like the 1800s, like, traveled on a wagon <laughs> to get there. Yeah, so, uh, and then we've taken, you know, some little trips together and just good time of living life together and... What's always impressed me about Stephanie is her dedication to the Lord and um, her commitment to friendship and her encouragement. I don't know how many times I'd like be going through a rough season and I would get the sweetest, kindest note of encouragement full of scripture from Stephanie. And so um, when Stephanie and I reconnected through this whole blogging and me possibly uh, writing a book thing... Um, I was like, I think Stephanie's in publishing. <laughs> I should get her opinion on signing with an agent and writing a book. Uh-huh. And I'm talking to her and I'm like, Yeah, my agent said I should read Big Mama and Boo Mama. And she's like, Heather, I'm editing their books right now. <laughs> I was like, No, you cannot and she goes, Yeah, I totally am. And I said, Well, where do you work? And she works at Tyndale. So uh, you have been there how long at Tyndale? I've been here almost 12 years. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's unheard of in 2015.
1: I know. I You know, I feel so lucky to get to do work that I love to do. I get to read books for, and they pay me to read books. <laughs> I get to work with really interesting people. And I, my passion is getting to tell help people tell their stories. And so I get to help people tell their stories, whether that's a blog mom or you know, somebody who climbed Mount Everest or a football player, like I get to help them tell their stories. And that's kind of magical to me.
0: That's fabulous. It's just really cool. So who's the most interesting person you've worked with? Oh, that's a
1: hard question. I feel like everybody has an interesting story. And sometimes the most interesting people are not the ones who are celebrities. You know, I mm. work with a lot of celebrities who like somebody who won the Super Bowl or somebody who was in a band or something. But I think the most interesting people are sometimes the ones who just have what they would consider an ordinary life and Mm -hmm. they, but they've experienced God in a special way. And I think really everybody has a story to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, And you might not think your story is interesting, but God has like orchestrated events in your life that make it, you're a unique part of the body that you can tell a story no one else can tell.
0: I love that. Especially, I, I try to do that with the podcast. I try mm-hmm. to flip around. Um, I know someone might look at my list of guests and be like, oh, I know that name. And they'll listen to that one. But I will tell you, if you look at stats ever of who of the most downloaded episodes, uh-huh. it's the non-celebrities. Yeah. They are always the ones that someone says, man, this really struck me. Their story uh-huh. really struck me. And, and they share it with a friend who's going yeah. through a similar thing even more than the um the quick rise of of a celebrity is that exactly what you described and so yeah. um, man that's that is really interesting so um okay i remember we graduated in uh, a few years ago <laughs> and uh, at our college they had this ceremony and i don't know if i mean i know sororities probably do something like this we didn't have sororities so it was just our dorm would all gather in the lobby and they'd have a candle lit and on the candle was a string and on that string was tied an engagement ring. Yeah. And we would all stand in a circle facing out and we would pass the candle to the next person, to the next person, to the next person and go around. And the person who blew out the candle was the one who was engaged. Yep. Ring down. The ring down. And that, that ceremony for some, was super exciting and fun cuz maybe they had a boyfriend and they were already talking about being engaged and when is it going to be my turn I can't wait. But for others that is was not such a pleasant time. Um I know I've talked to them. I know some that, you know, um w- got married way after college. Uh-huh. And I know for you that that is your story. Yeah. And that there was a season between college and um your marriage now to Daniel. Yep. that um that was a struggle for you too. Yeah. And I would love um in talking about grace and giving our kids grace and all of that, I feel like there's a lot of women out there who've never really understood what it means to truly know God's grace for themselves outside of being a mom, outside of having children. What's God's grace about? So I'd love if you just talk a little bit about like your journey. Yeah. And knowing that deeper.
1: Yeah, I would love to. Um, you know, I if you had asked me back 10 years ago or in my early 20s, I would have told you, of course, I understand grace. Like I grew up knowing Jesus and I totally got that in order to be saved, you have to experience God's grace. But somewhere along the line, I got the idea that, OK, I needed God's grace to save me. But then I had to do something to keep performing um to keep God's favor after I was saved. Mm-hmm. And so I just had this thought like, you know, I want to please God, I want to honor him, and that's a that's a good desire, but I started thinking it was up to me to do something to earn his favor. And um I don't even think I was like conscious of that, but it was, you know, it's almost ingrained in other areas of life. Like you study hard and you get good grades or you work hard and you have career success and it feels like spiritually it's the same way like, like you do what's pleasing to god and then he'll give you blessings and he'll give you the desires of your heart and so you know as i all my friends started getting married and i was in wedding after wedding and um i was still single and like not many dating prospects on the horizon i just started feeling like what's wrong like i started questioning not just myself but i was questioning god like if if i am following god and doing the right things then why is he not blessing me with this thing that is such a big desire of my heart mm-hmm. and so it really kind of sent my faith into kind of a tailspin like who is god if he's saying no to this thing that is a good thing that i really want and i really had to reevaluate everything I thought I knew about God and his grace and like, is he good if he doesn't give me this thing that I want so much? And um it really kind of sent me on a journey of really experiencing God's grace, not just for salvation, but for every single day that um, his grace isn't just giving me the things I want, but it's who he is and experiencing that depth of relationship with him that even if he says no, he's still good and he's still gracious. And I want to follow him even if he doesn't give me those things that I want. Mm. Um, so it was it was a hard journey because, you know, when you suddenly realize it's out of your control that you're totally dependent on God's grace, it's kind of a scary thing to be in that free fall. Mm. Um, but ultimately, it's so rewarding to realize that, God's grace is enough for every day.
0: So, you talk about the tailspin and you know, questioning. And I've 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 talked to lots of women, and it doesn't matter what their want is. Wanting a husband, wanting a husband who seeks God, wanting mm-hmm. a child, wanting yeah. a second child, wanting a a girl when they've had lots of boys. I literally uh-huh. had that phone conversation with someone who Called me up and she had three boys and she was pregnant and found out it was another boy and she said, oh, wow. "How can God be good if He knows yeah. I asked for a girl and He doesn't yeah. give me one?" Um, yeah. So this this thing, this belief that we have of God, is foundational, and what we believe is well how we act, right? The toes are right. It, it, it reveals everything about you, what you believe about God, and and. So, you went through this tailspin. What were some steps that brought you back? Like, how some people just stop there and they just forget the whole thing and faith is gone and yeah, and they don't pursue it like you did.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I think one of the greatest gifts during that season of my life was friends who were a rock for me when I felt like I couldn't remember who God was and if his character was good. And, you know, we were talking about that group of friends from college and it was such a gift to me because we were in different stages of life. And by that point, a lot of my friends were married and had kids and were in a completely different life stage. Um, And that can be a time when the paths just go different ways and you don't stay friends. And I was so grateful that my friends stayed with me and, um, you know, it would have been a lot easier to just be friends with people who are in a same life stage. And they stuck with me and they had hope for me on my behalf when I didn't have that hope for myself. Mm. Um, so that was one thing that was really big. And then the other thing, I don't even know if I can put words to this, but I feel like God just gently wooed me back to him. Mm. And um, he kind of just waited until I got so tired of striving and performing and trying. And, when I finally quit, like I realized he's been holding me this whole time. Mm. So I think if we just can let go, we'll realize that his grace is always there. We don't, he's chasing us. We don't have to chase him.
0: That's really good. In that time, were you even reading the Bible? Were you praying, Um, friends speaking hope over you? Were they encouraging you to go to church? I've heard a lot of We have friends who've said, you know, going to church is hard when you're single Uh because everyone's trying to push you together with other single people or you feel like it's a meat market. And so I think in in some way for single people that then their faith crumbles farther because you're not even having a church community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you you know, just having to sit by yourself, like to church and you feel like everybody else is coupled up and then you're just walking in and trying to sit somewhere by yourself. So that that can be hard, too. I think, um, I was still reading scripture, um, because it's like, it was such a vital part of, it's almost like breathing. Like I knew I couldn't stop that. But when I prayed, I felt like there were certain topics that were blocked. Like God and I were not talking about a husband anymore because it felt too vulnerable and too intimate. And like, I didn't want him to say no and so, I didn't talk to him about it anymore. Mm. um I think that was the time when it was i had i knew I had the prayers of the of my friends and um people who were close to me, and so I almost felt like I could give that to them and say, "I can't pray about this right now, but could you pray about this for me and then it just like over time was kind of a gradual thawing where finally it was like, okay." We're okay now. God, God, and I can talk about this again, mm. uh, but it it just took some time.
0: And I remember there was, you know, maybe reading one of the journal entries you wrote. There were times when you would pick a word for your year, and I think you still uh-huh. do it. Uh-huh. And, and there was a year you picked the word grace.
1: Yeah, I picked embrace grace. Just you know, a little catchy rhyme. There always helps <laughs> get to remember it, um, and. Interestingly, that was the year that I met Daniel. Wow. And I I'd been on this journey of like I feel like God allowed me to hit bottom and experience truly who he was and experience his grace before I was ready to meet Daniel because ultimately it wasn't about a husband. Like if I had gotten that prayer answered, but I wasn't hadn't accepted God's grace truly, a husband wasn't going to be enough. And so I needed, and whatever is your one thing that you're looking for, if you aren't right, your if your heart isn't right with God, that one thing is not going to fill up that place inside of you that's hungry for him. Mm. So I felt like that was such a generous thing of God to let me experience his grace before I met Daniel. Um, and I had been going on multiple blind dates before I met him, <laughs> um, I think maybe nine or so. And, and by that point, I was like, you know what, all these blind dates, maybe they've been funny stories. Maybe they've been flops. Maybe they've just been horrible, but I'm not going to do any more. This is no more blind dates. So this last one, I said to my friend, Sarah, okay, this is it. Last blind date ever. I'm not going to do this again. And it turned out it was the last blind date ever, but it was because I met Daniel,
0: so it's fabulous. And um Stephanie's actually written about those blind dates and meeting Daniel and did you write about meeting Daniel in it? I did. He's okay. the last chapter. That's like the why yeah. it's called that. Okay. And so the name of the book, and it's coming out in a year. So we're gonna yeah. have to have you back on maybe. Um it's called um okay, you tell it better, but I think it's called okay. I guess go ahead.
1: It was blind was blind dating, but now I see. <laughs> <laughs> so It's kind of about, it has some funny stories and then also just what God was teaching me during that time about, you know, I thought I was looking for a man and God showed me himself and his grace
0: during that time. It's so good. And so when you pick these phrases or words for your year, if someone wants to do that, I know that one word thing now is kind of Uh, a hot, fun thing to do, uh, but how did you approach it? Like you picked embrace grace so then wow. you just think about it all the time what was yeah. your approach
1: that's a good question well the truth is the reason i do is because i'm terrible at resolutions and by like january 4th i'd be breaking my resolutions so mm-hmm. i keep it simple stick to something i can remember for the whole year um but yeah usually i try to pick a theme and then um in my journal write down like what would it actually look like to focus on this and try and just keep that in my mind um, and in my relationships and try to make it a little bit
0: more tangible. So, so yeah. Do you, would you, like, I mean, I picture in my mind going to Concordance uh-huh. and looking up grace and then, like, yeah. every scripture. Is that what you did?
1: I totally did that, yeah. Okay. Yep. And, I think didn- went well, online and, you know, printed out all the verses about grace and kind of just marinated in those. And, um, I also read some books about grace and, um, yeah, I don't
0: know if I have any great insights, but. So, but you took all of the lessons that you learned and that's really got, what got you writing online, right? Is kind of. Yeah.
1: that my first, um, I, so my, when I first started blogging, I read through the Bible and just looked for instances of God's grace in all those stories, even in the Old Testament stories where it's not explicit, but how do you see God's grace? And, you know, the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac and then God stepping in and showing his grace by giving another sacrifice um, and just like tracing God's grace throughout scripture.
0: So if you all are feeling like you don't, you don't grasp this still, because sometimes it feels like we can keep saying it, Yeah. God loves you. It's unmerited favor. You don't have to earn it over. I mean, I could say it a thousand times and it just doesn't sink into the deep places of our hearts.
1: Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I had that theme for a year, but I'm still learning about grace. Like I haven't arrived at some woohoo place. Like it feels like um, every day God is teaching me more about his grace.
0: And if y'all want to check out I'll put the link in the show notes to Stephanie's site so you can read some of her insights from going through the Bible. But she's also has this great free option. I love free. I love when I get to tell people about books, <laughs> but I hate that they have to buy them. Uh-huh. So this is really awesome. You can just go to her site, and it's a free 30-day devotional on grace.
1: Yes. It's called 30 Days of Grace, and I don't know if you're like me, but committing to a whole one-year devotional feels a little overwhelming. So this is just 30 days. You could do it in a month, and each day just focuses on Scripture and what it tells us about God's
0: grace. So I think that's win-win for sure. For sure. I I need to check it out. I'm doing um, BSF this year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're doing Life of Moses. Uh Uh-huh. I'm in Leviticus right now. It's a little dry. It's yeah, a little dry. I mean, good stuff in there, though. There's great stuff in there, but it's you know not your usual like Ephesians kind of thing, <laughs> right? Where like these little nuggets are coming at you every second. It's like a dig. We're digging. Yeah. We're like really digging. So um, I might I might need a thirty days of grace to put, to put side by side Leviticus. Yeah. Leviticus. yeah. um well that's awesome okay so you haven't just written the 30 day devotional and the was blind i think i told somebody your blind dating book was called um why i kiss blind dating goodbye oh which is totally not what it's called but you know i it
1: kind of mixes you know (laughs) it's dating goodbye plus yeah maybe there's something to that
0: for the people oh i like your was blind dating but now i see but you've written another book that's already been published
1: I did. Yeah, this was so fun. I got to write a book called My Princesses Learn to Be Brave. And it's a book for preschool age girls. And it's all about um, if you're if you have a girl that age, princesses are all the rage. But I it's kind of a twist on that, because it's not just about being pretty or wearing nice dresses. It's about character and um, becoming like more like God's character and so the girl in this story faces a bully and she has to figure out how to be brave. And then she learns from Esther's story about um, how she was brave. And then um, she learns how to deal with the bully based on how Esther dealt with the bully in the Bible. So it was really fun to work on that.
0: Very cool. Now, was there like an illustrator you worked with or? The
1: illustrations are
0: adorable.
1: Um it's an illustrator named Heather Hayworth and she just, it's sparkly and pink and adorable pictures. So I got to have my five-year-old niece read the book to me. And that was the highlight, you know, when a little girl is actually reading the words. So that was
0: really fun. That's awesome. So you like work side by side with the artist, Like yes. mm-hmm. she, you like say, I'd like this to look like this. Or does she have an idea based you know on what? your words? It was
1: mostly her ideas. Um, I just sent her the words and then she came up with something
0: way better than I would have come up with. So. See. Way better. It's always way better than we could come up with, isn't it?
1: I know. That's and it's a, everybody uses their gifts and
0: it, it's better than one person could do on their own. That's a very good lesson right there. So I'll put a link to that, too, because I think I love that idea. I think more people should do that. Write stories based off. Biblical characters for kids?
1: Yeah. Are you going to
0: do more? Is that just one or is that like a series that you're going to do?
1: It's part of a series. There's another one by another author that's called My Princesses Learn to Share. And then um, I'm hoping there will be more later someday. So
0: we're waiting to see how that pans out. Very cool. Very cool. I'll have everybody check that out. Um, Also, now with the grace, going back to the grace thing, is there like – One major breakthrough that you had or some lesson you learned that really shook it up for you, like that really, um, made grace more real. Yeah.
1: Well, I think one thing that happened that really solidified grace for me is, um, I actually got mono and a few years ago and, I'm used to being you know responsible, meeting my deadlines, um being the honor roll student, you know, and <laughs> and all of a sudden, I had mono and I was flat on my back and couldn't do anything. Mm. It was a really humbling experience, not just physically but spiritually, like I feel so exhausted that I can't pray, I can't go to work, I'm just in these pajamas that I've been in for several days in a row. And, you know, who am I if I can't deliver something? Who am I in my relationships if I can't give something to someone else? And, you know, what does God think of me if I can't serve him or uh, perform for him? And I felt like a lot of those four weeks that I spent in bed, I felt like God was just telling me over and over, like hitting me over the head with it, like, it is not up to you. Like, this grace is all on me. And Um, so I think that was a hard lesson, but it was really, um, a tangible way to experience my, my helplessness and my need for his grace.
0: That's really good. I think that applies in any stage, any time of our life is there's this thing that we make our idol performance, a good works, um, appearance, Um, our children, whatever it is that we think that's the thing that's earning our love or our respect or our acceptance. Um, And I think I've heard over and over in stories, whenever that thing is taken away, there is that struggle in that moment of, yeah. well, am I not worthy anymore? Like, am I, am I not good enough anymore because I can't do that or I failed at that? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that is a way to really experience the unconditional love of God. Yeah, I don't
1: recommend being mono, but it's for <laughs> me. <laughs> I also think that if you if you haven't experienced grace for yourself, it's really hard to give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so once you've truly embraced that grace for yourself, you can give it to your husband, to your kids, to your friends, to everybody around you. But it's really hard to do that if you haven't experienced God's
0: grace. Yes, I totally, totally agree. Totally. And I, and I honestly think it takes someone getting, if if, if you're stubborn, which I tend to be, it <laughs> takes like a completely humbling experience to really rid yourself of your efforts. If you're like a high achieving type A, mm-hmm. it might be pretty not fun to <laughs> <Like, laughs> fall on your face because yep. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot to humble you um but we'll just keep striving and striving and striving and striving but I think I think it's so true you can't you can't give grace that you don't know
1: yeah exactly
0: and if effort is all for you then there's no rest right in that um oh so good well Stephanie thank you for being on the it podcast and sharing you. your stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am very thankful to have you in my life and um, to get to share you with my friends listening. Thanks. So- it was really fun to be here. All right. Well, you have a great day. All right. Thanks. Bye Stephanie. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God centered mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he go to GodcenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.